What has come to me? Never have I thought or felt like this before. It must be the summer air that affects me with feelings almost as disquieting as they are refreshing. He felt in his pockets for the papers. These police reports will soon stem the torrent of my ideas and effectually hinder any rebellious overflowing of the time-worn banks of official duties, he said to himself consolingly, while his eye ran over the first page. Dame Tigbreth, Tragedy in Five Acts. What is that? And yet it is undeniably my own handwriting. Have I written the tragedy? Wonderful, very wonderful. And this? What have I here? Intrigue on the Ramparts, or The Day of Repentance, vaudeville with new songs to the most favorite airs. The deuce! Where did I get all this rubbish? Someone must have slipped it slyly into my pocket for a joke. There is, too, a letter to me, a crumpled letter and the seal broken. Yes, it was not a very polite epistle from the manager of a theater, in which both pieces were flatly refused. Ahem, ahem, said the clerk breathlessly, and quite exhausted, he seated himself on a bank. His thoughts were so elastic, his heart so tender, and involuntarily he picked one of the nearest flowers. It is a simple daisy, just bursting out of the bud. What the botanist tells us after a number of imperfect lectures, the flower proclaimed in a minute. It related the mythos of its birth, told of the power of the sunlight that spread out its delicate leaves and forced them to impregnate the air with their incense. And then he thought of the manifold struggles of life, which, in like manner, awaken the budding flowers of feeling in our bosom. Light and air contend with chivalric emulation for the love of the fair flower that bestowed her chief favors on the latter. Full of longing, she turned towards the light, and as soon as it vanished, rolled her tender leaves together and slept in the embraces of the air. It is the light which adorns me, said the flower. But tis the air which enables thee to breathe, said the poet's voice. Close by stood a boy who dashed his stick into a wet ditch. The drops of water splashed up to the green leafy roof, and the clerk thought of the million of ephemera which in a single drop were thrown up to a height that was as great, doubtless for their size, as for us if we were to be hurled above the clouds. While he thought of this and of the whole metamorphosis he had undergone, he smiled and said, I sleep and dream, but it is wonderful how one can dream so naturally, and know besides so exactly that it is but a dream. If only tomorrow on awaking, I could again call all to mind so vividly, I seem in unusually good spirits. My perception of things is clear. I feel as light and cheerful as though I were in heaven. But I know for a certainty that if tomorrow a dim remembrance of it should swim before my mind, it will then seem nothing but stupid nonsense, as I have often experienced already, especially before I enlisted under the banner of the police, for that dispels like a whirlwind all the visions of unfettered imagination. All we hear or say in a dream that is fair and beautiful is like the gold of the subterranean spirits. It is rich and splendid when it is given us, but viewed by daylight we find only withered leaves. Alas! He sighed quite sorrowful, and gazed at the chirping birds that hopped contentedly from branch to branch. They are much better off than I. To fly must be a heavenly art, and happy do I prize that creature in which it is innate. Yes, could I exchange my nature with any other creature, I fain would be such a happy little lark. 